last week, Carrie Lake thought she was going to have a friendly audience by appearing on the Piers Morgan Live uh, TV show, or Piers Morgan Uncensored, excuse me. And uh, it turns out that rather than talking about the 22-year prison sentence that Enrique Terrio, the leader, former leader of the Proud Boys, received, she ended up being blindsided about her election lies. And let's be fair, she brought it on herself because she mentioned the fact that obviously the Proud Boys and everybody else at the Capitol that day were totally peaceful, right? I mean, they were just there because the election was stolen. And that is when Piers Morgan absolutely lost it. He responded and said, people were killed that day and they broke into the U.S. Capitol, the absolute epicenter of American democracy, and they did it to thwart democracy. You might believe the election was stolen. Donald Trump might believe the election was stolen, but actually most senior Republicans don't think it was stolen. Most Americans who go to the polls don't think the election was stolen. And actually the enemy of democracy is not, as you're trying to paint it, the FBI. The enemy are people who genuinely propagate the myth of the stolen election like you. Dang. Like that is not what we would typically expect from a guy like Piers Morgan, but he wasn't having it. You know, Carrie Lake then of course tried to double down and suggested the election was not fair. So Piers Morgan posed this question to her. He then goes, if it had been the other way around, if Donald Trump won that election, beating Joe Biden, and these were Democrats, hundreds of thousands of Democrats storming the U.S. Capitol to try to stop that election from being ratified with zero actual evidence of any election being stolen, I can absolutely bet my house that you would have come on this show and argued the complete opposite. And Carrie Lake responded, if the November 3rd election would have been rigged and stolen the, the way it was against the Democrats, I would be appalled as an American. The evidence is coming out and I know it's probably not being played in the UK, but it is coming out every day. More and more evidence is coming out about how bad 2020 was. The polls are showing that the majority of Americans now believe that the 2020 election was wrought with fraud. Of course, none of that is true. Like literally nothing she said is true. And Piers Morgan called her on that as well. He said, no, they don't. That's complete nonsense. Oh, Carrie, as we would say across the pond, that is an absolute whopper. What you want to do like Donald Trump, you want to fuel the sense that every time you guys lose a fair election is unfair and rigged and stolen. And every time you win, it's the purest example of efficient working democracy imaginable. Again, dang. Piers Morgan got to do what so many of us want to do, which is to tell off Carrie Lake to her face, to call her out while looking in her eyes. That is the fevered dream of many Americans, including myself. I would love nothing more than to do that. And I think it's also worth pointing out here when she goes on her little rant, like evidence is coming out every day. There's lots of evidence, evidence showing it was so bad. You keep just using the word evidence but you don't actually ever provide any of it. Like you don't provide a single line about what this so-called evidence is because it doesn't exist. The courts have told you it doesn't exist. The people of Arizona have told you it doesn't exist. Conservative pundits have told you it doesn't exist, but this woman is still out there. Why? Because she gets to do these interviews. Carrie Lake has kept her name alive because of her claims of election fraud. I look back at some of the other people 
who lost in 2022. We don't talk about, like, we haven't talked about those people since then. Doug Mastriano, Herschel Walker. Uh, what's his name? Jeez, I can't even remember the kid now. The one who was like punching the tree and, um, wow, almost got, dang it, I can't remember his name. But anyway, those people lost their elections. They didn't go on whining about fraud and they've now disappeared from the American vernacular. Carrie Lake hasn't because she knows that as long as she continues to challenge that election, as long as she continues to go out there and say the dumbest things imaginable, conservative outlets are still going to put her on the air. They're still going to invite her to the conferences and she stays relevant. The second she stops talking about it, the second she stops filing lawsuits, the second these people stop calling her and she fades off into obscurity, kind of like the one dude whose name I can't even remember. And that is Carrie Lake's biggest fear. So last week, former Donald Trump trade advisor, Peter Navarro, the guy who pretty much gave us the trade war that has cost the United States billions and upon billions of dollars to this day, was convicted of two counts of contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with subpoenas from the January 6th select committee. Donald Trump after this conviction came out, was furious, furious that his good buddy, his dear friend and former advisor, Peter Navarro was suffering such a horrific fate. It's so unfair for Peter Navarro. This is what Trump posted on truth social. I can't believe that these fascist monsters have so viciously gone after the great Peter Navarro for defying the totally partisan January 6th unselect committee of political hacks and thugs who refuse to go after crazy Nancy Pelosi and the reason she and the mayor of DC rejected 10,000 soldiers, which would have easily stopped any future security problem. His testimony wouldn't have mattered anyway because the committee quickly and illegally deleted and destroyed all evidence and findings. Now, I guess I'm going to have to go ahead and let you know that everything Trump just said was untrue. Nancy Pelosi did not reject 10,000 National Guard troops. The mayor of DC did not reject any National Guard troops. That is a blatant lie from Donald Trump. He also admitted that Peter defied the subpoena, which is exactly what he was convicted for. So in your defense, you actually do admit that he did it which that's, that, that's probably not helpful. <laughs> like, I know you're trying to defend the guy, but by admitting he did it, um, you're actually agreeing that, yeah, the conviction is, is in fact warranted. Um, and then of course that the January 6th committee deleted all the evidence. It's actually still available on Congress's website today. You, you can actually go there right now and look at it all. It's not deleted. It's, it's actually public record at this point. Here's the thing. Donald Trump is not freaked out because his buddy, Peter Navarro is probably going to jail. Uh, because by the way, the, the two charges he was convicted of carry a minimum sentence of 30 days in prison each and a maximum sentence of one year in prison each. So he's going to be spending if the conviction holds, cause he's going to appeal it. He's going to be spending a minimum of 60 days in jail, a maximum of two years in jail, but that's not what, what scares Trump. What scares Trump is the message that this sends to everybody else that has been indicted alongside with him. Even though Peter Navarro's case had nothing to do with Donald Trump, 
Well, I mean, it did because Navarro tried to say, hey, Trump gave me executive privilege so I don't have to testify. That actually didn't happen. So it has a little bit to do with Trump. Oh, and by the way, also, Trump refused to testify. He could have gone and testified at the trial and said, yes, I gave him executive privilege. Maybe would have saved Navarro, but he actually refused to do it. So he could have stepped in and saved his friend, but didn't. And now his friend is going to jail. And that's what scares him because he knows that in all these other trials he's facing, he's got friends. He's got friends facing criminal charges. He's got former employees, much like Peter Navarro was facing criminal charges. And he knows he hasn't done squat to help most of them. And now those people are looking at this Navarro conviction, realizing that, holy, holy crap, it can happen. We can get convicted. We could be sentenced to jail. This just got real for a lot of these people who thought they'd be able to wriggle their way out of it. If anybody could have wriggled their way out of anything, it would have been Navarro with these charges. But if he can't do it, how are they going to be able to do it? If Trump didn't help Navarro by testifying that he did give him executive privilege, how can we trust Trump to help us and not throw us under the bus? That's what's scaring Trump right now. Cause he knows those thoughts are going through all of the minds of all of his co-defendants. Things got real for them when Navarro got convicted, even though it's not related to their cases at all. And I promise you each and every one of those people that have been, uh, uh, indicted alongside Donald Trump, they're looking at this and they are now starting to reassess their options because it's a little too real for them now. Jim Jordan, the Republican chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, even after getting that verbal but written smackdown from Fonnie Willis late last week, Jim Jordan decides he's not done being humiliated. So he is now forcing the department of justice. If he can to chase conspiracy theories by a disgruntled lawyer for Donald Trump's valet, Walt Nauta. So here's what's happening. Last week, it was revealed that Yusel Tavares, the former it manager at Mar-a-Lago, uh, after giving testimony a while back under oath, that he later had to switch because the DOJ was like, Hey man, uh, we caught you lying under oath here. That's perjury. You want to stick with that or you want to work out a deal? So we don't have to charge you. Mr. Tavares has now agreed as reports told us last week to flip and he is going to testify against Donald Trump and likely Walt Nauta as well. Tavares's new testimony says of course that Donald Trump instructed them to delete the server footage from Mar-a-Lago. Now, Mr. Woodward, Stanley Woodward is Walt Nauta's attorney. And after this information came out that Mr. Tavares had decided to flip, Woodward goes out there and gives a press conference. And I talked about this last week and, uh, he's basically saying like, oh, the DOJ acted improperly. They, they pressured him to cooperate. Well, Jim Jordan sees this and Jordan's like, Ooh, it's my gotcha moment for Jack Smith. So he sends a letter under seal to the special prosecutor, Jack Smith and the DOJ. And he says, Hey, listen, I've heard, you know, this one raving guy is says you acted improperly. So I need all of your communications 
any conversations you've had with Woodward, about Woodward, about Tavares, about Walt Nada, give me everything you've got so I can make sure there's nothing improper happening here. Now, what Jim Jordan is really trying to do is have the DOJ explain to him how criminal prosecutions and criminal investigations work. Jim Jordan does not have a law degree. And in my opinion, Jim Jordan is not a smart guy. So it's understandable that he would send a letter to the DOJ saying, duh, I don't know what's going on. How's about you guys explain it to me, right? Because that's basically what this is. Mr. Woodward, in addition to alleging uh, improper uh, influence on the witness, also says that at one point, you know, a year or so ago, one of the prosecutors asked him like, Hey, didn't you apply for like a federal judgeship? And he's like, and see, that's like, uh, no, you can't like, why would you do that? So Jim Jordan included that in the letter, which has nothing to do with anything. But Woodward's tried to say like, they were pressuring me as well to get my clients to flip. And here's the thing. Even if that did happen, that's not improper. That's, that's not illegal. And in fact, as I said the other day, that's common. What Jim Jordan doesn't understand and what Mr. Woodward is trying to really just like, you know, twist is that things like this and Mr. Woodward knows this, but Jim Jordan doesn't cause he's an idiot. This happens every day in criminal investigations across the country. Prosecutors will use whatever leverage they have to get people to cooperate in their investigations so that they can go after the bigger fish, right? Okay. We've got some minnows here. We don't really need the minnows. We need the big fish. And Mr. Woodward was basically representing the minnows. So if they brought up like, Hey, weren't you applying for a federal judgeship? You know, as he said, going after his reputation, um, that could be a way to be like, Hey, listen, we know you've got higher goals. You really think you're going to hit those higher goals by representing these guys that are definitely going to go down for this. If you want to further your career later on down the road, it's probably not going to look so great if you have all these failed clients. So, you know, something to consider. There's nothing improper about that. Telling a potential witness that, Hey, uh, we got you on perjury over here. If you want to get charged with that, be our guest. But if you'd like to fix your statement, work with us so we don't have to prosecute you, we'd really appreciate it. Which based on available evidence is in fact what happened with Mr. Tavares. So there you go, Jim Jordan. You don't need all this information from the DOJ. I just explained it to you because like I have said, this happens in criminal investigations every day in every state by Republicans, by Democrats, by anybody who's doing an investigation in order to get people to flip. That's how you get people to flip is to have leverage on them. If you have no leverage, they have no reason to flip. So I know that might be confusing for somebody like Jim Jordan, who doesn't know anything about anything, but now you're once again, setting yourself up for the level of humiliation that you just saw from Fonnie Willis. And I can promise you, Jack Smith's going to humiliate you just as badly. Thanks 
much for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.